My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Clubs. Hello, hello, hello. We have survived another week in 2020. I'm really excited that 2020 is almost over. Although, let's be real, are things actually going to change in like 30 days? Um, Not to be a downer, but those are the things that I think about. I'm really excited that this year is going to be over. I've learned a lot. Um, I've got to interview a lot of people. This week's episode is a little bit different than the other episodes. Um, I get to dip my toe into interviewing another podcaster. So this is Allie Ray Metcalf. She's a pal of mine out of Long Beach. She started her podcast while she um, was a flight attendant and still is a flight attendant. So we talk all things flight attendants and adding a side hustle and having never launched a project before that's creative that impacts other people. So she has an epic epic podcast called Water Your Thoughts that is found on all platforms. And I hope that you check her out. She's authentic. She's real. She shares today just about the realities of starting your own thing and timing of that and how to navigate through all of the new hoops that she has to jump through. So please welcome her and check out her podcast because it is one of my favorites that I listen to every week. Hi. Hi, Carly Ray and Allie Ray. Carly Ray and Allie Ray. I am really excited to have you on um, my podcast because I was on yours before. Excited to be here. I feel like the podcast world has opened up for me. I know more podcasters. It's not just wedding people. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we met through my amazing roommate, Andy. Oh, Andy. I love Andy. I do. Can he come on too? <laughs> no, I'm like, Andy, where are you? I don't know if he's here or not. Um, but yeah, tell us like a little bit about you and your journey in podcasting. Okay. Um, let's see. I am also a flight attendant. I've been flying for almost four years now. And after after I got divorced... I really wanted some sort of outlet to make other women primarily not feel so alone. And so I wanted to start this whole like divorce girl gang podcast. And then I'm so glad I grew up a little bit and had some time before I released that disaster of a project into the world. Um, So I've kind of, that's kind of where water your thoughts was birthed. I came from this place of pain and, moved into this place of healing and wanted to take people along with me and introduce and mesh my circles of other people who have gone through pain and are also going through healing or just interesting people and have a platform for it. And I always said one day, I was like, I want to start a podcast or write a book. So we started the podcast and maybe there'll be a book later. I don't know. That would be amazing. And do you ever get like your 
you're a flight attendant, like I'm a wedding planner by trade, what people know me as. Like, do you ever feel like it's the sexy job that people get really excited about? So they like just only ask questions about that. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, do you hook up with pilots? And I'm like, no, that's why I have a boyfriend. But even when I didn't, I did not. Um, They ask, you know, like, oh, do you hook up with passengers? And do you guys just go get drunk on your layovers? And it's not not true. I mean, (laughs) the flight attendant that just came out on HBO makes us all look like drunken, friendly people. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I also thought it was going to be this super glamorous, like, job too. And then when I started, I was like, wait, I'm just really tired all the time. <laughs> I know now when I, when I fly, well, before pandemic, when I would fly, I, you know, like every time I saw flight attendants, I'm like, man, this is such a hard job because mm-hmm. it, there's so much overlap with events and hospitality as like there is with flight attendants. So mm-hmm. for, for my listeners, I've been like, renting rooms out in my house to flight attendants for like five years mm-hmm. so I've gotten to know I feel like I know so many flight attendants and mm-hmm. there's so much overlap there of like it's this glamorous thing but there's all of this other tiring stuff that comes with it that no one really notices or cares like you're maybe doing a flight overnight you're away from family you're isolated in hotel rooms in weird cities on random days on holidays Mm -hmm. like we were talking about this last week yeah and same with events like you know you only can your your best weekends are like the three-day weekends everyone has off like and then you're recovering it's so I think that there's definitely something to be said about like yeah it's really cool but it's also really hard (laughs) like it's still a job at the end of the day yeah. And as much as I love it and I always tell people I wouldn't do anything else, anything, I could not see myself doing anything else. You know, I maybe add things, but I would never not fly because it is such an amazing job, but it's a lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it's still a job. So, you know, we still have to pick up trash, get up early, show up when we don't want to show up. So, you know, the perks definitely outweigh the the red eye flights and the cranky old flight attendants you work with and the routes you don't want to do, but you do have to because you're junior and you're stuck with them. Right. So you started, you started podcasting. Had you ever done any sort of like, I guess like side hustle, creative project like this? Like, have you, had you ever done it before? Was this the first thing? it's so funny that it's taken off and it's it surprises me every day that people show up and listen and share and subscribe and I can't believe this is like a thing because I'm not that creative of a person like I have ideas but I'm not good at making them come to light and so I thought the easiest way to dip my toes into the creative world would be podcasting because I'm in a full-on grout, grout fit, grout, gray sweatshirt, gray sweatpants, hair pulled back. I look like a, I'm in a women's prison and 
I think podcasting is so fun because you can just show up however you want and you really just need a mic and a cup of water next to you to clear your throat from talking. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what answer people are looking for, but with podcasting, all you need to do is start. You know, I had no experience. I took one course, uh, which I highly recommend taking a course if you're really lost. There's tons that I could recommend out there, but really you just need a mic and you need to show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the through line that I've been, when I've been um, interviewing different creatives and entrepreneurs in this, like on this podcast is like every episode, they're like, just show up. <laughs> like, right. and I think that's what you said to me when I asked you that question on my podcast a couple months ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just show up, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's for you. Yeah, there's I didn't go to business school. I went to communication school and now I have two businesses and a podcast. Like I had no idea. I didn't go to podcast school or no. marketing. Like everything is like the University of Google and like talking mm-hmm. to friends and having really solid people around you that encourage you too. Like it's scary to put yourself out there because chances are you're not gonna have a lot of views or listens right off of the gate. Right. So you have to go through the hoops of like, maybe nobody cares about me. It's like, no, you just, people don't know that you're out there yet. Like, right. And that's another you. thing is kind of figuring out what works, like when to post, how to post, color schemes, stories. I've never, I don't know how to do a reel. I will learn one day. Making reels, the Instagram algorithm, there's already right. stuff out there like it. I can't put it out there and you know, there's so many things that run through a creative's mind. You know, you've thought about all the scenarios before you even put anything out there. Mm-hmm. Totally. What's kind of like, do you have a goal for what are your thoughts? Or is it is it solely just like, I just am doing this and we'll see where it goes? Or is there like an end thing of like, I want to be monetized or what, you know? Um, That's a good question. I think for now with everything going on this year, you know, I didn't, I never really had a goal other than, and I know this is sounds so cliche and cheesy, but my only goal this year was to make one person not feel alone. And yeah. I've accomplished that, I suppose. And so I think moving into 2021, I think just keep showing up and recording conversations with cool people and seeing, you know, what happens. I don't really have a goal to be monetized just yet. Right now, it's still fun to just dip my toes and dabble and experiment for now. So we'll see. Do you, um, is it hard to balance both with like being a full-time flight attendant and also doing a project like this? Yes, I feel wildly stressed at times, but then completely calm you know I I don't know what's too much well I don't know what is too much on my plate till it's already full Mm. and so I've learned that I think last week I did three interviews in one day and then the second interview I didn't even hit record so we just talked for an hour and nothing recorded so I learned that day that 
three interviews is too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and mixing up times and dates and I really need to get a, a better system. I've honestly so far since I launched in early July have truly been winging it and it's not sustainable for anyone out there that is just winging stuff. It won't last forever. I promise. I think that's really interesting because I, okay. So I promise I'm going to riff off of what you just said, but I read a lot of business books and there is moments where like, I'm reading about this super successful person who is a multi-billionaire and they're like, they give me the first thing of like, I just started. And then, and then like where they're at now. So Mm. there's this weird gap that is in like no book ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) of like, okay, what actually is like the next step to starting? Right. So like, right. I think you just nailed it where it's like, yes, you have to show up. And for a few months, just like, chips in, like do whatever, test a bunch of things, try, throw paint at the wall, so to speak. Like, and then like you just said, it's like, now I have to figure out how to turn this into something that is sustainable that I can balance with my current job and career Mm -hmm. and like do it to where I'm not stressed out. (laughs) Right. I think I'm on the brink of figuring it out. So I was looking at my schedule for the month and I was like, oh my gosh, I have all these days off right now, but I know I'm going to need to pick up trips and I need to fly a lot. I don't know when to schedule upcoming interviews. You know, I want to be semi-professional and I really like how you, I'm going to copy your little model of your, like you sent me the email to podcast to interview with. I'm like, Ooh, that is so nice. I'm going to steal that. So thank you. I'll send you the template. I love it. Um, but figuring out, I'm like, okay, I have, since, you know, most things are shut down across the United States where I fly, you know, I just had 24 hours in Seattle. Everything is closed. I have 17 hours in Denver and tomorrow I have like 19 hours in Las Vegas. And so I'm like, oh, I should use my layovers to schedule and record interviews ahead of time. Yeah. I don't know why it took me this long to figure it out, but here we are. We're doing it. Yeah, but I also think that, like, it's hard to have both sides of your brain working, too. Like, I have done so much, like, of just the jump off the cliff thing, and then you're like, okay, so the next time I try something, now here are all the things that I wish I would have added. So like, I should also hook you up with, and this is, I'm not getting paid for this, Mm -hmm. Calendly. It's a calendar um, website that basically syncs up with your current calendar and people can select the times and then it basically like books you out. It's like a little assistant. And I use it and it's literally saved me so much time. Like, I'll get an email. I'm like, oh, so-and-so book something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, like, scheduled in. And it only syncs up with your available times, too. So you can customize it. But anyway, I think, yeah, having those little tools is going to be really helpful for you. Especially, like, pre-pandemic, I feel like I was flying probably, like, every couple months. Mm-hmm. 
and getting out of your routine like so back and forth like that and then of course you're like in Denver right now and then you're somewhere tomorrow and like maybe you're home for a day and like right it's all the time changes and all that stuff it's like it's really hard to keep up with like where the ground is I mean literally you know I'm yeah I totally feel that and I think you know I've never used so much of my brain till I started this podcast because it's it's learning a new skill. And, you know, I, for the last couple of years of just flying full time, you know, other than reading or researching stuff, like I've, I haven't been in school. And so having, taking on this new task has really challenged me mentally and emotionally. And, you know, it's been really great, but just, you know, like you said, finding the balance of it all has been tricky to navigate. I feel like sometimes I snap at the people closest to me or I shut them out because I'm trying to just do all the things you know right right I mean I I totally get it because I'm I feel like there's so many crazy overlaps with you and I it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like I add so much to my plate and my like skill (laughs) that I've somehow acquired probably because I've taken so much on is like I'm really good at time management and figuring out like, oh, I know like if I start with Ali at 9.30, like I'll be done by this time. And then I have like, I'm able to navigate through time better, Mm. but it's only because I've had so much dumped onto me that I've had to like figure that out quickly or I will literally like have a panic attack. Mm. See, I feel like for me, it never comes, it's never like this steady flow of like, little bit on my plate and stuff it's like I'll either have like three days where I have nothing to do and like nothing going on and then I'll have like 72 hours of like packed interviews packed researching packed recording packed flying and it's like this un unbalanced time period that I'm living in right now you know it's like busy 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 and then like dead and then it's like you and I are texting about Virgin River yeah exactly I'm like I can't be bothered today I have to finish Virgin River (laughs) you can't be bothered I've watched so much tv in this too anyway I don't want to get off on a tangent here clearly I'm passionate about tv at this point (laughs) me too (laughs) new hobby is Netflix Netflix is a hobby right now Mm -hmm. um okay For like people that are listening, kind of off brand a little bit, but I'm curious. um, I think people will want to know. So you're flying, you're in a pandemic and you're like out. You're an essential worker to me. That sounds so like, makes me feel like this fake hero when there's like doctors and nurses and I get to have a free cup of coffee from Starbucks now because I'm an essential worker. You really? Yeah. (laughs) it's okay like no thank you oh my gosh you're like um to the next person yeah Um, them okay but like you haven't stopped flying this whole pandemic most people are stuck in their houses I've been stuck in my house for like four days while I wait to get tested in between events Mm -hmm. so I can see my boyfriend um that's just killing me inside but Mm -hmm. to not be able to see him but anyway how has it been like is it is it actually safe is it 
Like what what's what's it like in the real world, Allie? You know, <laughs> out in the real world, um let's see, I took I did take June off because I just needed a break. All of our flights were just getting canceled and I was sitting at home anyway. And like that stress of like, am I flying? Am I not? So I just right. I did take June off. But other than that, I have been flying this whole year and honestly I have personally never felt unsafe and I don't know if that's just because you know I know everything happens for a reason and I have faith in a higher power and I just know I don't know I have like a a peace deep inside me that I'm I'm okay no matter what happens but Mm -hmm. um and obviously you know I wear my mask I you know, I try to social distance on my layovers. I pretty much am just doing this or sleeping. Um, but as far as flying and stuff, our airline said it's safe. Is it? I don't know. I feel like at this point, it's kind of like, you know, live your own life, follow guidelines and precautions. Um, you know, you have people wearing just your standard regular medical grade mask, which is what most flight attendants wear. And then you have people wearing 15 masks and face shields and hazmat suits and gloves and, right, you know, the full beekeeper outfit. And then you have people wearing bandanas and you have people just chilling. You have people who won't even take a drink on the flight. You have people that forget to put their mask back on. Um, I don't know. I would say for the most part, I feel... I feel good about it. I feel like if I felt unsafe, I would probably take a voluntary leave and be home. But um, I know I would go crazy at home. And so, you know, it's been kind of fun. I don't know. I know that sounds kind of weird and morbid, but I feel really lucky to still have a job and be traveling, even if I'm secluded to my hotel rooms in various cities. But I don't know. I just know it's never going to be like this again. So it's kind of like this weird Christmas morning roller coaster feeling, but like not, not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it's really interesting because like, and definitely not downplaying any of Corona and not to get political at all. Right. But like, I've known so many, I know so many five tenants, and I don't know one person that's gotten COVID or had a COVID scare because of Lyme. Um, yeah. I, and- I have some friends or I know some people who have, but it was in their own off days, whatever they were getting into. So. Like in the plane or something. Yeah. And they, they say the plane is really safe for travel if you need to, but then at the same time, it's like, but if you don't need to travel, then don't. What about like um you know people are saying like well it's filtered air or whatever like that's what gets you sick like what's that about I don't know I I have no idea and I wish I like either cared or like knew more about it but I'm like okay if there's like these filters in the plane how often are these filters being changed or cleaned right and so my my advice for people listening and debating on travel it's like it's kind of just a gut feeling like if you feel good about it and if you feel safe and if you want to get tested before and after and you know you want to wear an N95 or whatever 
you know, go for it. But if you don't, if you feel unsure about it, you know, it's best to road trip or stay home, you know. You've heard it. You've heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm still, I'm still standing or I'm sitting right now, but I'm, I'm still standing and I've been flying since March. So who knows? Maybe I have superhero blood. Maybe. Maybe Maybe flight attendants are superheroes. Flight attendants are? Maybe. I think so. (laughs) I mean, oh, here's another question. Totally off subject. I'm just all over the place today. YOLO. Okay. So like what really, flight attendants work super hard and I think people overlook it sometimes. Say I'm flying once the pandemic is over. Do you guys ever get little gifts? And if so, what are really great things that passengers can give flight attendants as a thank you for their flight? Oh my gosh. So I don't know if it's all airline culture, but especially in our culture at our airline is very gift giving. And that's something that was new to me when I started. Um, A lot of passengers, they will give us either like Starbucks gift cards or bags of candy, preferably chocolate. Um, I don't know. My mom, when she flies, she makes, I mean, she's pretty extra, but she does little like gift, like clear gift bags. And she'll put like a hand sanitizer in there, a dollar bill for our van tip for our layovers and like a pack of gum, a thing of lotion. Cute. But honestly, and this is going to be cheesy, but like the best gift of all <laughs> is just saying good morning back to us when you get on the plane. Oh, yeah. Like it's literally free. We stand there and say good morning, you know, good morning, good morning, good morning, goodbye now, goodbye, 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 thank you, thank you for minutes and just, you know, cattle you through the boarding door. And most of the time, no one even says anything to us. And so I'm like, is it my breath? Is it my hair? And, you know, so I know it's even weirder now because everyone thinks, you know, if we make eye contact, we'll get COVID and whatever. But honestly, just say hi. Bring us chocolate. That's it. Okay, good to know because I've had multiple people ask me to ask other people. So thank you for answering. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Hey guys, it's your girl Carly. I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. Do you live in Long Beach, similar to me? I live down the street from you. Yep. Um, I'm going to kind of switch gears because I thought of something. That's, yeah. I want to know, like, as much as you're comfortable sharing. Sure. I want to know what your healing journey has been like because you were talking about it in the beginning about wanting to start a podcast oh yeah and then you were like I had healing 
a healing journey and then I started this and this is kind of what birthed out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are things that you did to like heal from a really traumatic experience? Yeah. And, and how has it brought you to where you are now? Oh, I mean, I really think timing is everything. And, you know, they say time heals all wounds. And I don't, I think part of that is true. But there's also a part that you need to do, you know, you can't just Mm -hmm. have something traumatic happen to you or be a part of something and then just sit on your behind for four years and be like, all right, I'm good. That happened so long ago. You know, you have to do you have to do the work too. And so mm-hmm. for me, that looked like, you know, I had just become a new flight attendant. I was spending a lot of time alone in my layovers. And I would say it wasn't always the healthiest ways to heal and grieve my divorce, but um, I turned to alcohol a lot mm-hmm. by myself. And so I would say, you know, healing isn't always really pretty or linear. Mm-hmm. Probably for like the first year, I just was like, well, this was my choice. I decided to end and leave this marriage. So I can't, I shouldn't be sad about this, right? Mm. And so I just put on this like tough face and was like, probably I honestly was like drunk for like a whole year or two. And I read a lot of poetry. Um, I went to counseling a couple of times, but I wasn't, I don't think I was ready to admit or deal with what I had gotten myself into, you know, getting married so young and wanting this, like this young married life. I'm a bride. And I don't know, I was just so young, like looking back, you know, I think I was what, 21 and now I'm 20, almost 28. And so being married for a couple of years and then getting out of it, starting a new career, um, drinking my ass off. And then I finally was like, I'm not okay. And I think it was like a, I call it like a delayed healing process. But about a year after my divorce, I was like, okay, I'm ready to do the work. And, right. you know, seriously cut back on the drinking highly recommend it. It's not helpful. It's truly a crutch. Um, I started talking to people. I started sharing how I was feeling. I would tell people I'm not doing okay. And Mm -hmm. out to other women who had gone through similar things. And I think a big part of it was me being vulnerable. Hmm. And through that, you know, meeting people with similar stories, it just, you know, we had that shared experience and through that I don't know I think just talking it out and talking it through and really processing like why did I get married so young why did I decide this when I knew I didn't want to you know questioning my worth and my value and just honestly growing up finding the right friends being in the right place at the right time and I don't know. I would say for the most part, it's just a daily thing. Yeah. I, I think that's really important to highlight too with like, I mean, there's the personal side of it, right. Of like healing, but I also think that it plays a really big part in 
how you move forward as an artist or creative or like a project that you want to take on like your podcast like Mm -hmm. you have to be in a good spot in order to produce the work that I mean in this case produce like the project that you want to right and And if I want to create a platform and a space where I'm asking people to be vulnerable and I'm not you know it's it's gonna show right I know there was a season for me um probably between 2016 to 2000 probably 18 felt like a long time but it was a lot of like I physically felt like I was growing it was weird Mm -hmm. it was very weird it was like um I was healing from traumatic experiences and going to therapy and like learning to eat right and like how to build a home and like all this crazy stuff I felt like I was going through puberty again or something I was just like this is so it's like a physical change um but I just remember like going on walks by myself and just getting this sense of like the project isn't now like the project you right now and I wanted so badly to be like you know a multi- millionaire business owner at like 27 Mm. but the reality was is like I was playing the long game in that of like I'm gonna deal with like stuff that really hurts so I can move on I mean those things will still pop up here and there and there's part of your story but I think that there's like really important sorry there is a street sweeper coming by my house um but yeah there is I think a really great lesson to be learned of like if you just show up to yourself first if you don't feel like the timing for your project is right like look inward and work on those things first so you can really produce what people need and ultimately like something you're proud of too right and I really think you nailed it on the head with that because back when I was you know first wanting to put something out there I was so like I call it fake ready and like fake healed and I was just like this kind of angry like 24 year old like just dumb honestly and like I look back and I'm so grateful that there were you know roadblocks back then so I could work on so I could work on me first and you know like I mentioned earlier like being a flight attendant can be really really lonely and I'm so grateful for this job because it forced me to be alone and face my demons and face my fears and thoughts and, you know, sit with stuff, you know, when I didn't feel great and I was hurting and sad, you know, I would just sit with it and, you know, Mm -hmm. really, really painful, but I'm really, really grateful for all of that alone time I had during my healing because now I'm not, A, I'm not afraid to be alone anymore, like for real alone. And B, you know, I feel like I'm on the other side of the the big scary stuff and the really painful things. Like sure, there's stuff that comes up and there's little, you know, triggers here and there, but for the most part, it's like, all right, we're, we're moving forward. And, you know, I don't think that gets talked about a lot, kind of like you said, earlier with the success in business books it's like this was the idea and this is how I started and now I'm a millionaire Mm -hmm. you know I think 
in healing and stuff, it's like, oh, well, I got divorced and five years later, six years later, I'm doing great. Right. You know, but it's like everyone sees now, it's like, oh, here's Allie with the podcast and the flight attendant and the cute house and the boyfriend and the friends right. and she's got everything she wants. But, you know, no one saw all those nights and those layovers, you know, uncontrollably sobbing and I couldn't even put a finger on why. Right. Right. And I think it's also that thing of like, it's the human experience anyway. Like that's not a bad place to be. Just be in it. Be yeah. where you are. And don't try to like rush a process or like get to the next phase. Like you have to f- experience all of all of it to be able to have the stamina to get to the next spot that you ultimately like maybe you're jealous of if you saw someone or yeah, I get that too. Like must be so nice that this and this or it's like actually – yeah, you have no idea what happened to me yesterday. Like I had a huge win, but then like this happened or like, and I think I was talking to a girlfriend the other day too of, of that. And she's kind of in her initial healing journey of um, a divorce too. And her whole thing was like, wow, I spent like three years just like being and like having another issues with relationships, but I realized that I need to work on myself and these are the things that popped up for me. And like, she's kicking ass. Like she's so awesome. with like, I'm so proud of her because it's been a journey for her to realize like, oh, wow. Like here are the things that I have to address if I want to move forward past this stage. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I think sometimes people just don't get give the time of day to those things that are impacting your daily life. It's like it's like drinking soda every single meal. Like right. you don't realize how toxic it is for you until you're like have diabetes, you know? Right. Well, and it's like it's an interesting parallel to being a creative and starting a project and life events you know and healing and trauma it's like you know starting out starting a podcast starting something new you know it's so much trial and error and it's so much figuring out and it's like this process is just made up of tiny wins and losses and learning experiences and that's kind of how that the the spectrum of healing is it's like these moments of wins and losses and good days and bad moments and setbacks mm-hmm. and big wins and breakthrough and you know it's interesting how they kind of go hand in hand and they're similar in that way yeah yeah and I think I think yeah just showing the reality of everything and all the whole human experience is going to be where you go far I mean I was listening to your podcast this week too Actually, I was binging it and I meant to text you, but then I was like, I don't know why I didn't. Oh, I was driving. That's why. And um, I was listening to you just like doing some solo stuff. And I'm like, man, she's so like real. Like you're so real about where you're at and what you're doing that day or what you felt. And I think that, I think for me, I, I mean, real talk, like I struggle being vulnerable to 
like a public audience. Right. Not um, even. Yeah. Like I can be vulnerable to you and we've talked about really deep stuff like while watching a very country Christmas, you know, like last week right. at my house. Mm-hmm. Also never watched that movie, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, there's things that like I've wrestled with of like, do I go here? Do I not? Like, what do I share? What do I don't share? And like, I just really love listening to you because you go there in a way that I'm like, I don't feel like you're oversharing. I feel like you're authentic and real. And like, it's just really shown up well in your podcast. So anyway, I just wanted to say that like the work you've put in to yourself, the timing is just so perfect to like be a recipient of like where you've been and where you're at now. Thank you. It was it was hard because I felt like this year there was just like one bad thing after another. And I'm like, I felt like there was no right time to start. And I definitely looking back, I'm like, that was totally like, you know, the enemy saying like, you're not ready. You're not good enough. You, no one's going to want to listen to this. This is going to fall short. And it's, you know, this is tone deaf and no one's going to want to hear what you have to say because there's so many crazy things going on this year and I let that get in the way for months and then I finally decided I was like you know what I had to tell the devil no not today because (laughs) if there's a message on my heart or anyone's heart you know and if it's coming from a pure place and your intentions are well Mm -hmm. you know you have to put it out there and just you know I always put stuff out there before I record I you know, I usually pray. And then when I'm done and before I um, upload it, I just put my hands out and I say, all right, do what you're supposed to do. You know, some episodes are well received, some are not, some are more downloaded and some are not. And it's like, you know, the ups and downs, it's, it's a roller coaster putting yourself out there for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you've done a really beautiful job at it and I'm just really, inspired and impressed by you thank you I am inspired and impressed by you well thanks I think you know everything the timing of things are so interesting you know Andy you know coming into my Andy and I have known each other for a couple years your roommate um but he was like oh I'm moving to like Long Beach area And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, I always liked Andy, like, when we were in training class together. And I always just thought he was so sunshine and special to me. And he was going back and forth. And he's like, I don't know if I'm going to live here. I don't know if I like it. I might move, like, to, like, West Hollywood or, I don't know, wherever he wants to go. And, you know, had he not stayed your roommate through this whole year, who knows if you and I would have connected. I know. Yeah, in the little details of everything, you know, Andy, staying and living with you and us becoming close this year and literally, you know, four miles apart down the road, you know, it's been such a beautiful journey to all be intertwined in each other's lives this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I was talking to him the other day because we're both kind of keeping a low profile a little bit right now um at the house and so we just hang like all day Mm -hmm. you know 
all day. So, and I was telling him like, we've, we've had moments of like, what is this life? Uh, and then like yesterday we were in the kitchen and I just said like, I wouldn't change this year. Like you and I have gotten so close. Like we're just, we just mesh really well together. Like in terms of just cohabitating, you know, like the house is set up perfect. So like we're not in each other's like bubbles, like a ton. Cause we're both like, Hey, like we're both watching the crown, but we're both watching it separately. <laughs> like we're very much like, but yeah. And I think, um, having him here and like just the 2020 and getting to know you, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do half of the things this year that, that um, I would have been in just the relationship space, you know, like we probably all would have been like, do you know how hard it has been to like get three flight attendants, two flight attendants and like a wedding planner in the same room together? It's impossible. Only in 2020, could we make it happen? Yeah. So it's been really cool. I've, I just, yeah, I'm really thrilled about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allie, for coming on and talking about your journey. I feel like yeah, you're just such a breath of fresh air for me. Oh, <laughs> Every time I talk with you. I love I love getting to chat with you. Even, you know, our little texts, you know, oh my gosh, have you seen this? Or you need to read this. Like it's just yeah. our, our way of communication is just so organic. You know, it's never been forced. It's never no. that way. No, it's been great. It must be the middle name. I think win. so. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I don't know where. It would have overlapped. Just kidding. <laughs> Truly. Truly. Well, my friend, have a great time in Denver. Be safe. I will. I'm going to go brave the cold for dry shampoo because A, I'm out, and B, with these fresh new curtain bangs, you've got to have texture. Otherwise, they just fall flat, and I look like um, Howie from the Benchwarmers. <laughs> and you'll just laugh, but I have such flat thin hair that I'm like I need the texture and we we got to be looking good in 2020 if half our face is covered so hey I mean I saw you the other day and they looked great but I'm with you I have thin hair too and dry shampoo all the way it makes it feel like I just got hair extensions because it's so like lush and like pliable and stuff so I'm gonna go see what this Denver Target has to offer and yeah thank you for having me on your show I'm blessed by you and excited to put it out there yeah me too okay girl i'll talk to you soon all right see ya bye Bye. this podcast is edited and published by the primary pedal studios written and hosted by carly ray williams show notes are located at our website carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class if you like what you heard today subscribe rate and review us Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.